Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Um, just want to start out and, you know, by asking you, as this, this war began, you know, where were you? What, what things were you hearing? Uh, is this something I, you've been, you know, an Israeli for a very long time? You love the land. Is this something that you thought might happen that we were on the brink of? I didn't think it might happen. I knew it was going to happen, and I was not alone in that, uh, in that conclusion. Uh, from the moment I came home three years ago, I've been lobbying uh, military personnel, intelligence personnel, politicians at every level of uh, two governments to either be prepared for a war, a cross-border war with Hamas, or um, adopt a more offensive strategic doctrine towards Hamas and uh, get ready to wipe them out um, and annex uh, Gaza. That's the a shorthand version of what I was trying to, to push. Uh, of course, the actual suggestions that I had were far more detailed and uh, they fell on deaf ears. And again, it wasn't just me that was doing this. I, I had a group of very high-ranking former generals and intelligence officers, like-minded people, who went into the various offices with me. Now, the fact of the matter was, um, about three to four weeks ago, um, the riots on the fence line started up again. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, for a few weeks before that, we had some people crossing over from Gaza into Israel. And this just kind of went unnoticed or people were indifferent to them in the military. And what I did was I got a map out and I started circling where the protesters were trying to blow holes in the fence and where these uh, lone uh, Gazans, uh, who were Hamas auxiliaries actually, were had attempted and some in many cases succeeded in passing the fence. So I basically circled these um, places on a map of the fence line. Uh, why? Because I had been telling people they're simply testing where they should come across. And fast forward, um, I hated to be right. But those were the exact locations where they came across. Second thing that should have tipped people off was the fact that they've been testing longer range rockets. Um, the army said, oh, it's over the Mediterranean. Well, yes, it was over the Mediterranean, but to the north, towards central Israel and Tel Aviv. You just move the trajectory over a bit, and that's where they eventually hit. And the last piece of the puzzle came just about a week ago when the Palestinian Islamic Jihad held a massive uh, review of their forces, which I suggested immediately. I called people and I said, we have to hit them now because they're all above ground. They're all armed. There are no civilians around. It's a review and we have right. to hit them now. And I was called an alarmist. This is the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. The yeah. last view of the video that uh, these guys took, there was a word that came out in Arabic and then in English, and it said soon. 
And I called my friends and I said, it's this Saturday, isn't it? And everyone I called said, yes, it's Saturday. Little did we know, apparently the Egyptians, three days before the war started, did tip somebody off here. We don't know whether it was in the Mossad, military intelligence, maybe the foreign ministry, maybe somebody in the prime minister's office. But for sure, it's um, pretty certain now that um, they did they did pass the word to us. It apparently did not get through to Bibi, but whoever, whoever was responsible for basically suppressing that information, um, well, after this war is over, I wouldn't want to be that person. It won't go. Hey, so, well let, uh, Jonathan. So let me let let me uh, refer to your piece in the Times of Israel uh, uh, that I saw this morning. Um, right now. We're past the anticipation and the mistakes that were made. We're in the thick of a battle that's impacting not only Israel, Israel most extremely, but Jewish communities everywhere, obviously. Correct. Uh, the question is, um, what do they do with that 2.2 uh, million person population? Um, where do they go? Egypt doesn't want to take them. Uh, they made that announcement. Um, you made some specific suggestions about that in your column. Right. Um, the plan that I had suggested and is still viable now is that we basically blow a hole in Hamas's defense line on their western border with Egypt. That defense line is basically part of a prison wall to keep the population in. Assuming that we direct sufficient air power and artillery onto that line, we can take it out in a day. There are approximately 70% of the population of Gaza that have indicated they want to get out of that Hamas-run hellhole. And as far as the Egyptians saying they won't take them, whatever, I'm sorry, the Egyptians are going to have to go pound sand as far as I'm concerned. And I mean that literally. I don't give a damn what the Egyptians think. When hundreds of thousands of people are coming across the border, uh, they're not about to level machine guns at them and mow them down. They'll, they'll have to take them in. And at that point, it's a problem, not so much for the Egyptian government, because the Egyptian government have been, has been dealing with these Gazans, these leakers, as I call them, for years. And what they do is they rob them, they beat the hell out of them, and then they send them on to just different countries. In this case, with this many people coming across the border, hopefully. Um, it's a, it will be a problem that has to be managed by the UN and the Arab League. And as far as I'm concerned, that's none of our, our problem at that point. There are lots of Arab countries that can take in people. Uh, they're all one big ummah after all, right? And, yeah, and, and so as, as far as the Egyptians are concerned, they simply will have no choice but to let them in and to process them for other countries. So, Jonathan, your your opinion is that Israel should, you know, sort of what Nikki Haley said, finish them, level Gaza, send them the seven that seventy percent that are civilians that want to get out, they can go out, go to, go to Egypt, go to different countries, and should Israel take back that land and and maybe make it Gush Katif again? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, I've I've advocated um, once the dust settles, um, annexing uh, Gaza. 
Uh, we have to remember, by the way, that there were Jewish communities there in 1948. So it's not like we haven't been there before. And it was so we have to remember that. But yes, I've advocated yeah. annexing the area. You want to call it Gush Katif too, whatever you want to call it, but we should repopulate it. Gaza basically is a dagger pointed at our heart. And for yeah. anybody who doubted that, I think you should just see what just happened to understand that we cannot tolerate that kind of threat existing anymore. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and, and you're someone who also has a lot of experience in America with the American government. Uh, what we're seeing today, and I, you know, I've been watching a lot of the news, CNN, Fox, you see a lot about Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC. Um, right now, before we came on with you, we know uh, in, the, in Manhattan, the Diamond District, they're having Palestine, pro-Palestinian rallies going on. Are you are you shocked? Are you concerned? Are you concerned about this American response, this pro-Hamas response by so many in America? Look, when you, when you say so many, the problem is when you look at a video of a demonstration, especially when they're filmed by the organizers. The film is kind of tight. The video uh, frame is tight, so it looks like there are tens of thousands of people participating in this demonstration when in fact there could be hundreds or less. So we have to remember who is demonstrating and who is backing them. Right now, it's what I call the progressive left, the Democratic Socialists of America, of which uh, AOC is probably the most famous. Yeah. And these people are, 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 there's nothing surprising in what they're doing. They've been talking about this for years and on university campuses, uh, in the media. Right. It, so this should not come as a surprise. Look, the demonstrations, the pro-Palestinian demonstrations that just took place in Sydney are far worse. I mean, the, you had thousands of these Palestinians and other Muslims chanting, gas the Jews. Think about that, gas the Jews, okay? So we have enemies everywhere. It's the oldest hatred. Anti-Semitism is the oldest hatred. And it's still Absolutely. alive and kicking. So as far as the Democratic Party is concerned, I think it's really rich of them to criticize our current government for having two, quote, extremist parties in the gov in the coalition, when they better they should clean their own act up. The people that they have in their party who are now actually holding the whip hand legislatively. I mean, the, the Democrats of Hubert Humphrey and Lyndon Johnson, I don't know, they've run for the tall grass. But with this party, this Democratic Party, including the likes of, you know, AOC and Rashida Tlaib and the rest of those people, that ilk, they have no right to criticize really anybody else. What they should do is banish them from the Democratic Party. So as far as, uh, you know, Biden's uh, electoral calculations are concerned right now, okay, he's taking a risk coming out supporting us as vociferously and as aggressively as he has. But that I don't believe is going to last that long because the Democratic Party managers are going to finally rein him in and say, look, you know, an election is coming up in about a year. And if we antagonize our left to the extent that you are right now, 
they may either stay at home or back a third party. So right. again, the, um, the, in conclusion, you know, Biden's position right now is welcome. The deployment of one and possibly two carrier battle groups to the Eastern Mediterranean is a good sign, but that isn't going to last that long. Uh, it, the minute we start really hammering Gaza or another war starts, another front erupts up north with uh, Lebanon and we start, well, hammering Lebanon, um, you'll see the Democratic Party fracturing completely. John, you wrote, you wrote, I believe you wrote in your article that uh, there's a way to go ahead and capture uh, Gaza without sending in ground troops. Um, Correct. Correct. What were you referring to? What were you referring to specifically? Well, once the bulk of the population has escaped mm -hmm. to Egypt, there are certain weapons that we have that could basically neutralize uh, Hamas's entire rocket force and their communication, their command control system. So that would that would be dead. What what about the what about the hundred plus hostages that we know are in Gaza? Okay, I'll get to that in in just a second. Um, as far as the rest of the campaign is concerned, this is a one week campaign. Again, we have other conventional munitions, as I wrote, that could flatten, um, asphyxiate, and then burn uh, the rest of Gaza. It would take about a week. As far as the hostages are concerned. You know, General uh, Sherman, the Union general during the civil, our, the American Civil War, had an expression that we have to remember right now, war is hell, and it is. And as far as the hostages are concerned, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've already advised the government that if they actually do, Hamas does execute a hostage uh, in retaliation for our airstrikes, uh, we should be prepared to pull 10, 15, or 20 of the security prisoners out of, out of prison and um, execute them publicly. Uh, we're dealing, we are not dealing with normal people. We're dealing with ISIS, basically. We're dealing with blood-crazed zombies. Are you under the impression, and we don't really have any proof of this, are you under the impression that these hostages are still alive? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they are. What I'm concerned about, to the extent that I'm concerned, I'm concerned about two things right now. Number one, that um, they're going to stage a, an execution of some of these hostages to look like an Israeli, one of our bombing raids killed them. That's one right. thing we have to be prepared for. Second of all, if we cut them off, we have cut them off from food, electricity, water, etc. things that we should have done a long time ago. And so what I'm what I'm I'm looking forward to is them putting some hostages on children, grandmothers, what have you, uh, to plead for food, that they're starving, their babies are starving. I think you can figure out where that's going to go. Yeah. As far as I mean, Israel yeah. itself is, wait, as far as Israel itself is concerned, we have to be, we have to remember what happened during the Gilad Shalit affair, when there was there were a host of mostly left wing um, actors that used public pressure 
to force the Israeli government, they didn't have to force them that much, but to, to encourage the Israeli government to release over a thousand terrorists to get Shalit back. They didn't care about Shalit. They just wanted to basically uh, rescue their uh, Palestinian um, uh, support, the, 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 the Palestinian uh, resistance workers, as they called them, or freedom fighters from Israeli jails. Now, these same people, these same what I call rotters, are back trying to exploit the hostages' families to force us into yielding to their blackmail by releasing over 5,000 security prisoners. And right. what they don't seem to understand is mm -hmm. times have changed. Nobody that I know of, and I speak to a wide variety of people in Israel, nobody that I know of, uh, I know of is in favor of releasing any uh, Palestinian security prisoner unless they're dead. Honestly, so I mean, it's, it's one, that one, um, Jonathan, one, one, uh, one last question before we, we, um, uh, we let you go. Um, so do you think that, um, yeah, are you, are you pleased with the, uh, uh, Mr. President Biden's uh, comments yesterday and what, uh, what Secretary Blinken have to say this morning? Um, well, first, or, 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 or do you expect them to apply pressure in the next few days to turn the water back on? and turn the electricity back on. Do you expect that course. to happen as days for, go by? First of all, I have no regard, no respect, no consideration for Mr. Blinken. The man basically facilitated this um, debacle, this, this massacre of our innocence. He, the blood of our people is on his hands for various reasons. As far as Biden's statements are concerned, yes, of course, they're welcome. Uh, the resupply effort is welcome, and the deployment of American naval forces are especially uh, are especially appreciated here. But pressure, yes, will come, and pressure will come in different forms. Just as in 1973, the American government will twist Israel's arm not to fire the first shot on our northern border. Basically, the Americans want the uh, Hezbollah to have the first shot. And that first mm -hmm. shot that may have 10 to 20,000 missiles could very well swamp our air defenses and put us back in the Stone Age. As far as um, how far the American support will go, every day that passes that CNN and the BBC and other anti-Israel, well, the New York Times as well, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic news outlets show poor Palestinians in Gaza sitting amidst the rubble of their, uh, their city. The United States government is going to ratchet back its open support of Israel and increase its pressure for us to, quote, agree to a ceasefire, possibly exchange uh, prisoners um, and go back to the status quo ante. But right now, no Israeli government, especially this one right now, it has Bibi, who is principally responsible for this mess, and Benny Gantz and Gadi Eisenkot, who just joined this national unity government, who have been directly responsible for the apparent demoralization of our army,
and the impression given to our enemies that we are weak, divided, and uh, incapable of defending ourselves, this, this particular government is going to be extremely reluctant to do anything short of bringing about a total victory in Gaza. If they God don't, willing. if they don't, God willing, if they don't, I think their days of uh, existence, political existence, could be measured in uh, hours or possibly days. Um, every, pretty much everyone you see right now will probably not be there as far as the Israeli government is concerned. We know there was a revolution at following the 73 war, and there will be another revolution, political revolution in this country after this war is over. And uh, all the people that you've grown accustomed to seeing over the past few years, both in the military, as well as in the political establishment, both left and right, hopefully we'll never see again. Unfortunately, uh, Jonathan, this is a subject that uh, just keeps on growing, you know. Uh, every time right. you mention something, it gives birth uh, to new ideas, and these conversations can go in multiple directions. And we hope over the next few days, we'll have the opportunity to hook up with you uh, again and be My able pleasure. to uh, discuss and see how things unfold. Thank, My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Uh, wishing you the best. Same to you. Thank you.